Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, let's go. It's a Sunday, January 9th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Frustrating finish for the Flyers as they go down in overtime against the San Jose Sharks by a final score of 3-2. Headed into that third period in a scoreless hockey game. 51 total shots heading into that third period. No goals. Then in that third period, you get two from JVR, you get two from Tomas Hurdle, and then just 24 seconds into overtime, Hurdle completes the hat trick, completes the comeback for San Jose, and that gives them the 3-2 win. JVR picked up his eighth goal in the season early in the third period, just 106 in, streaking down the right side, is able to beat Hill by high glove, and the Flyers get the 1-0 lead. Then JVR on a redirect. He's actually the last guy to touch the puck on the power play at 647. Uh, when Cam York threw the puck at the net uh, on an assist from Cam Atkinson as well, and JVR picked up his second goal of the game, ninth of the season. And that gave the Flyers the 2-0 lead, and they got outshot in the third period, 20-5. to Two goals on five shots for the Flyers in the period. But San Jose just had way more going in that third period, which is a little disappointing when you consider that San Jose was on the fourth game of a four-game East Coast road trip, and Hurdle was all over it in the third on the radio before the third period, Brian Smith and I were talking. I said, the three players you got to look out for from San Jose coming up in the third period. This was at the second intermission. Keep an eye on Brent Burns, Timo Meyer, and Tomas Hurdle. They are the players that the Sharks coaching staff is going to want to get on the ice as much as possible, being shorthanded, their most dangerous players. And in that third period in overtime, how about Timo Meyer, two assists. Brent Burns, three assists. And Tomas Hurdle, three goals. Those three got the win for San Jose, and the Flyers ultimately miss out on an extra standings point. They pick up the overtime point, but unable to get the win point. And uh, they're now in a tie with New Jersey and Columbus with 33 points in the Metropolitan Division. Problem is, Columbus has played two less games than the Flyers at 33. Flyers have played 35, and the New Jersey Devils won more game than the Flyers at 36. But missed opportunity here. Uh, one of the big takeaways in this game at least for me, was the play of Cam York. He was very good in the game. Perhaps the play in overtime, he could have played a little bit differently. More on that in a second. But Cam York in the game, uh, leading the Flyers in ice time. Cam York with 23 minutes and 59 seconds. So a second shy of 24 minutes of ice time to lead the Flyers in this game. And he, he was doing it all. Five on five, killing penalties, top pairing. Looked really good, was... Very poised, making good, smart plays. His passes is on zone exits. Sometimes they're simple. Sometimes they're six foot, eight foot, ten foot passes, but they're in a great spot where the team can flow out of their zone with momentum. No passes in the feet, no passes behind the player, just an on target pass to a player in motion. And he was very good in that regard. Very good structural defense through the first uh, two periods of this game. Little breakdowns in structure overall in the third period for the Flyers, but Cam York looked fantastic in the game. He was your lone defenseman on the power play number one on every opportunity the Flyers got on the man advantage and looked incredibly poised in that role. He played two minutes and 19 seconds of power play time in the game, got the power play assist on the second goal of the game for the Flyers, and you know the two-man game that he had with Cam Atkinson along the wall. And the one thing that really impressed me with York, especially on the power play, is that he's a player that is never static. He's never still. He is always moving. 
he's making himself an option for whoever has the puck on his team on the power play by constantly being in motion and getting to a spot where the player can get him the puck. He's like a water bug on the blue line uh, to roam that blue line, but incredibly poised with the puck. Now, he's played the power play quarterback at every level. Uh, We saw him do that at Michigan. We saw him do that with the national team development program, and we saw him do that for the World Juniors team uh, last year as well. Incredibly poised and a good power play quarterback, and he looked really good in this game. As far as the overtime goal that uh, Tomas Hurdle ends up getting, it's two-on-one after Burns springs Hurdle. And Cam York kind of, not kind of, but he really goes to the man on the two-on-one to take away that pass very aggressively and perhaps too aggressively. Now, what we don't know was Tom was Martin Jones calling him off. Was Martin Jones saying, give me the shooter, give me the shooter. A goalie will say that a lot. Give me the shooter. I don't, the goalie wants the shooter because he wants the known and he wants that shooter to take on the shooter one-on-one because the puck doesn't change the side of the ice if if you give up the pass. And that's a much harder save on a pass across on a two-on-one than it is to just take on that shooter. The only problem is, is that, yeah, you can take away the pass, but Cam may have just given up a little too much real estate, a little too much ice to let Hurdle come way in on Martin Jones before Cam reacts to it and tries to get a stick on it. He may have even deflected it, but it's one of those things that Cam, Cam York will learn from. But in that situation, maybe was a little too aggressive in taking away the pass and could have played it a little bit sharper by being in that passing lane, but also with the ability to pivot towards the shooter as he makes that decision to go to shot and then get that stick in there and try and deflect that puck away. Ultimately, it ends up beating Martin Jones. 20-5 to were the shots in the third. The only shot in the overtime was to the San Jose Sharks, and they take the win. Uh, overall, really good game for Cam York. And my other takeaway from the game is, you know, a lot of times, and we're going to hear from Mike Yo in just a minute, but a lot of times you hear coaches talk about players, especially young players, and they may be, to varying degrees, effusive in their praise of a young player, or they may be guarded in how they talk about a young player. Because a lot of times coaches use press conferences as a way to message to their players. And they don't want to sit there and, you know, get really positive on a young player. They don't want it to go to his head. They want to keep expectations under control. They want don't want too much going to the player's head. You know, behind the scenes, they're doing things to build that player's confidence, make them better while pointing out their good things and their deficiencies and things to work on. But how you can tell how a coach really thinks about a player, what he thinks of that player, is the way that the coach deploys the player, the usage of the player. And if these last three games are any indication, and Cam York's played over 20 minutes in every one of them, and has played well in all of these games, and then in this game against the San Jose Sharks, leading the Flyers in ice time with 23 minutes and 59 seconds, being the power play quarterback and playing two minutes and 19 seconds of power play time, If that is not telling, I don't know what it is. The usage of Cam York tells you what Mike Yo and the coaching staff think of him. They think of him in this situation without Provorov, without Sanheim, as their best option on the blue line in almost all facets. And it's not not a bad thought. And it leads you to go, well, what's going to happen when all the players come back healthy, when Provorov's back, Sanheim's back, and you have this situation with uh, you know, Justin Braun, is he going to play on the top pair? 
the only thing, the dilemma that is kind of raised here is that Cam York's a left side defenseman, as is Ivan Provorov, as is Travis Sanheim. Travis Sanheim can play a little bit of the right side, um, as is Keith Yandel. Are you going to put, you're not going to move Ivan Provorov to the right side and put York on the left side on your top pair. You could move Sanheim to the right side on either the top pair with Ivan Provorov or to the right side on the second pairing and move Ristolainen to the top pair right side and put York on that second pairing along with Sanheim or Ristolainen. Or, you know, after Keith Yandel's streak is over, shouldn't be a factor, but it probably is, just being honest. Does he take over on that third pairing for Keith Yandel as the left side defender and power play quarterback? There's a lot of options here, but it's all to this point that Cam York, to me, and this is only three games. It's not a huge sample size. I think it was four games last year, three games this year, whatever. It's not a ton. But in what we've seen so far this season and in the situations he's been put in and the usage by the coaching staff, he looks to me like a player that's ready for the NHL. He does not look overwhelmed in any way, shape, or form for the NHL game. He plays an incredibly poised game, calm game, and in some ways simple, which is good for a defenseman to play a simple straight-line game. He's not afraid to turn his back to the play and go in and get pucks first on dump-ins. He makes the smart play and the simple play, and that's—coaching staff loves that because it's predictable. It's the right play. It's Sometimes it's not the most dramatic play. He, I think when we, as he gets into his NHL career, we'll cease to start, start to see more dynamic plays from Cam York. But he comes in, and he's just so calm under pressure. And, like, the game is – and the level is just not overwhelming him. And that's a great sign. So, you know, I, I don't like the result last night of not winning the game, especially when you had a two-goal lead in the third period. Excuse me. But – I've really liked what I've seen out of Cam York in these games, and in particular the game last night. I think there's a little bit of a teaching moment there with the way he played the two-on-one, maybe a little too aggressively at taking away that pass, but there were so many elements to his game, and there's growing pains with any young player moving up a level from the AHL to the NHL, and especially a defenseman. But I think that all things considered, boy, he's a guy I'd love to see in the lineup the rest of this year because I have been incredibly impressed with his play. Even before the Anaheim game, he was made a, had an availability with the media before the game. And he's playing in his hometown, making his season debut. He grew up at Anaheim, and he was just, yeah, it's going to be, it'll be cool. He had played, you know, get back in the NHL again, play in front of family and friends in the area where I grew up. Very chill about it. Maybe that's just the California chill, like the chilled out, mentality of the Californian I don't know but he's very calm and that's been really impressive so let's hear from his head coach Mike Yo had a chance to address the media after the game and here's what he had to say yeah Mike I know you guys were opportunistic in the third period you get those two early goals but obviously the, the shot counters show that you didn't have to puck a lot I guess what was different about the third in comparison to the first two when you guys were playing, playing pretty tight yeah I, I mean I thought I thought in the first two we were playing pretty tight um Charlie like you said, uh, but I, I didn't like our second period. I think we had one shot, uh, you know, after 10 minutes or something like that. I could be wrong, but uh, but I just remember us not having the puck a whole lot, to be honest with you. We put ourselves in a position, um, you know, where we had to defend the whole time and uh, and you build no momentum and the other team's feeling good. 
And uh, I thought things got a little bit better as the period went on. We came out, like you said, uh, we scored two quick goals. And I think that was uh, that was pretty fortunate because honestly, if it wasn't for Jonesy, we should have never been in that position. I think we were lucky to get a point tonight. And uh, and obviously we have to be better. Yeah. After Thursday's game, you talked about, you know, resiliency, compete level, things like that. I guess, did you see improvements in those areas tonight or was that still a problem in your eyes? Well, I think, I think a lot of that stuff, like, I think that there was, there was some attempt at it, but I think a lot of that stuff is habits too. And, uh, and so like, you know, like you see in the third period when the game's on the line and things are tense, that's when your habits come out. And I thought that's when a lot of our bad habits came out. Um, so obviously, uh, you know, we got to continue to, to, to build the right habits here and, uh, and continue to show, um, you know, the benefit of doing the right things and, and what happens and the consequences of doing the wrong things that, you know, the, the self-infliction self-inflicted uh, harm that we're doing to ourselves is something that we've got to get out of our, our system and, and something that we've got to prevent here because, um, you know, obviously you're not going to win hockey games like that, giving up rush opportunities the way that we did, um, you know, in a third period when the game's on the line at home to give up 20 shots, we can't be doing that. And, uh, and, and so much of that is obviously your play without the puck, but if you're just defending all the time, that's not a good thing. And so doing the right things when you have the puck executing the right way, when you have the puck, um, obviously allows you to, to, to spend time in the offensive zone. And we just didn't do enough of that. They did that to us all night in our building and, and uh, that's disappointing. So, um, you know, tomorrow's a scheduled day off. Uh, it was on the schedule that way. And then we'll have a practice and we'll uh, hopefully be getting some guys back and, uh, and, and that'll be helpful. Cam York has been playing over 20 minutes a night. What have you seen from him for him to earn those minutes? And what does that say about his readiness to compete at this level? Well, Gianna, I mean, uh, some of it is obviously we've got uh, a couple of guys that that eat up, you know, between 22 to 26 minutes of ice time on the left side of the lineup right now. Um, now, that said, obviously, uh, you know, guys come in, he's got to perform and he's got to he's got to, uh, you know, accept that opportunity. And he's done that. Uh, I believe, obviously, he, he helped to score a big power play goal here tonight. Um, but uh you know, I think it's a it's a real hard league, and uh, and the toughest thing for for young players is just learning that consistency and being ready to compete and and uh, perform. Uh, you know, at a real high level every night. Uh, but but he doesn't seem to be shying away from it right now. He looks confident. Um, he's defending. Uh, you know, aggressively, assertively, and uh, and obviously part of his strength and a big part of his strength is uh, his ability to move the puck. Hey, Mike. Uh, I know you guys are really shorthanded, but you had two. Uh, young players out there for overtime was was that a vote of confidence for those two and just what did you see on the goal uh, I saw on the goal uh, you know obviously we win the face off we got possession of the puck um, we shoot the puck um, you know in hindsight they're looking at that and obviously we want to have a shooting mentality but also when you're in overtime I think you do have to you know have your shot selection a little bit different so uh, we lose that puck I'd like to see Yorkie play that two-on-one a little bit different but uh, but other than that I mean it wasn't uh, Certainly nothing that Frosty could have done anything differently. Obviously, they, that's that's overtime. You lose the puck, and there's a good chance that, uh, that it could turn into two-on-one against. Mike, there were, there were a lot of players in the Pittsburgh game who clearly had, had a lot of room for improvement going into tonight. One of the guys was probably James Van Riemsdyk. So what did, what did it mean to see Reamer step up in terms of getting a bunch of scoring chances and then the third period game? Yeah, well, you know what, uh, Bill, I like, what, what I like about his, his, his goal, his first goal, 
is we've got we've got a perfect example um, on that shift of when we don't do something properly, where we don't support the puck properly, and it turns into a turnover, and it turns into uh, them attacking at us. And then, uh, you know, this game is 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 all about puck support. It's all about uh, winning one on one battles. So we win a one on one battle, and we've got the right puck support, and then we're able to get that 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 scoring chance and that goal that he scored. Um, so that'll be a good teaching moment for the group there. Uh, but, uh, but obviously, you, you know, you look at their, their goal scorers tonight, you look at who, who put the puck in the net for them. Uh, you know, big, you, the guys who are your big guys need to perform. And, uh, so he got a couple big goals for us. That was great. Uh, got us a point. Uh, but, uh, but again, uh, we have to be better. We have to be better than we were tonight. Uh, if we want to get wins and get points and, uh, and, and get better in our game. There's Flyers head coach, Mike Yo addressing the media after the game and, uh, the Flyers will be back at it coming up on Tuesday to take on the Carolina Hurricanes. Doesn't get any easier. Canes, really good team. Lost uh, in overtime to the Florida Panthers last night. This week, it's Carolina on Tuesday with a record of 24-7-2. Top spot in the Metropolitan Division. Then on Thursday, Flyers are going to head to Boston to take on the Bruins with a record of 18-11-2. Sitting in the fourth spot in the Atlantic Division and wild card number two. And then next Saturday, a week from last night, they'll take on the New York Rangers with a record of 22-9-4, sitting in the second spot in the Metropolitan Division. We were looking for those softer spots in the schedules. This week ain't one of them. This is some tough opponents this week for the Flyers. So uh, we'll see what they can do coming up against Carolina, Boston on the road, and back home against the Rangers on Saturday. That's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily, bringing you another brand new one coming up tomorrow. Everybody enjoy your Sunday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new episode of Flyers Daily. No